your host, Eric Balance, and this is the Resilient Minds Podcast. Join me as I explore the capabilities of our minds and how our X Factor can become our Y Factor. Now is our time. Welcome, everybody, to the Resilient Minds Podcast. I'm sitting here with an amazing human, and a, a beautiful, brilliant man that's, you know, adding so much value to the world, Mr. Jerick Robbins. Hello. How are you, my friend? Very good. And yourself? I'm doing awesome. I, I really want to, you know, acknowledge and thank you for coming on the show. I'm excited to share some of your brilliance with the world and continue to, you know, learn it, live it, and give it like, you know, you always say. So, I'm really pumped up and excited to introduce you. And for those of, those of you that don't know about Jarek, Jarek is a performance coach and international speaker. He graduated from the University of San Diego and he's been coaching business owners, teams, and individuals for over a decade to achieve world-class results in a world in work and life through his personal coaching. He's delivered training speeches to millions of people worldwide, speaking to businesses, organizations, including Ameriprise, Financial, Harvard University, Leadership Conference, United States Air Force, AFSOC, Century 21, the Tampa Bay Rays, MLB baby, uh, BMW, United States Marine Corps, and the United States Olympic team. He founded the Jarek Robbins Companies in 2010 and later started rapid results retreats in 2011. In 2014, he wrote a book entitled Live It, Achieve Success by Living with Purpose that received raving reviews with, by Deepak Chopra, Brian Tracy, and many others. The practical tool he shares in Live It can help anyone add deep meaning and purpose to their life while achieving massive success. And today, we get to have uh, Mr. Jarek here to add value to you guys. So. Jarek, I'm super excited, um, you know, blessed. I always want to just, you know, offer insights and, you know, profound knowledge to the Resilient Minds community. And I always ask, you know, there's been so much um, experience that you've been through and just recently your father. So congratulations. Hey, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing to, to how, how, did, how did that feel? Like, how was that, you know, progression? I know we were chatting since that experience of connecting, um, you know, back in June. And I, and I know that, you know, there's been so much on the go. You know, what, what's changed? Has there anything changed since? Um, lots of stuff. I'm always curious. When I jump on podcasts, I'm very curious. I'm looking at the resilient mind. I'm guessing someone who's tuning in here is probably looking for ways to make their mind stronger. Am I, am I on the right path? Absolutely. So what I always share in the Resilient Minds podcast is like, you know, really giving the understanding when it comes to resilience is mm -hmm. what is the experience in our life, right? And how that really identifies and creates a really great understanding to perceive and create our why, our big purpose. So I always like to understand is like, what has been through your experience, maybe now as a father, or maybe not, maybe through your experience as growing into an entrepreneur, how that's fulfilled your why, and maybe, you know, now being a father, how that's really strengthened your why even more. Sure. So my why uh, is to help people at the moment they need it with the message they need. And so if someone's tuning in here, I'm guessing they're looking for some inspiration. I'm guessing they're, they're looking... Now, if they just want to hear good stories, that's one thing. I could tell you lots of great stories. But if they're looking for tools, we can give them actionable tools they can do that have the ability to make their mind more resilient right now. Actually, let me grab my notes real quick. Beautiful. If I were to grab this, and are they, they're watching this on Facebook, or they're also listening to this on the podcast? Absolutely. So, there, you know, everybody that's coming on right now is either – watching live on Facebook or the replay um, on iTunes or Spotify. Absolutely. Cool. So they can see the video. So if I do a screen share, could you make me a co-host and I'll do a screen share. I want to draw on some things. I want them to see some things uh, of uh, 
how I feel, it might get into their mind and they might be able to see. These are things we use with clients who've hired us to help keep them at their absolute best. And so, if we were to throw this up on the screen for them, hopefully I titled that correctly. Um, if we were to look yeah. at this concept, let me see if I can get a good circle. That looks like a good one. So if we were to take this concept and if I were to copy this, you know, let me throw a couple of these on here real quick. We'll throw one right there and we'll throw one over here. Now, if we were to take this concept and I always see, you know, what you might be asking is by becoming a father, how have I been able to maintain the best version of myself? How can I maintain being the absolute best you? How do, how do you maintain that? If you're a resilient mind, you're staying at your best and, and staying at your best might mean you're healthy, right? It might mean you're strong, takes strength, it takes courage. You gotta be at your, your best healthy and then you gotta be fulfilled, right? Absolutely. I, I think that that makes sense. If you're gonna be at your best you, you're gonna be healthy, strong, fulfilled. Now we're talking about the resilient mind. Now that's different than the resilient body. And that's different than having, you know, the emotional resilience. I think those are three different things. And so if we looked at the resilient mind, we might say, how do we take someone from, you know, if we spell this out from them from chaos, to what would someone want? Maybe clarity? How do we get you from clarity chaos to clarity? I think clarity is absolutely key. It's so fundamental when we, when we, especially on that big road ahead, I always share, you know, with momentum, that's the first thing is creating clarity. Yeah. And so if we're looking at that, it's kind of interesting because if you have a resilient mind, but not a resilient body, are you really healthy? Like you're mentally healthy, but it's kind of hard to move that healthiness brain around if your body's broken down. And so you lose your healthiness if you lose your mind or body. So you need both of those. Physically, we might go from, you know, we say from broken down. And we might take someone and, and help them get to maybe something along the lines of high performance, right? That'd be interesting. And then emotionally, you know, someone could be kind of on an emotional roller coaster. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. <laughs> Every day is an adventure. You just don't know which way the times, roller coaster is right? going to take you. Um, to emotional, yeah, I mean, we could, call, life. we could call this an emotional ninja, you know, we could call this emotional fitness for those of you who like fitness, or we could call this emotional mastery. How do we master our emotions? And so all of a sudden, if we're in this space, we're becoming the best you, we want to be healthy. We want to be strong. Now, emotion, if you're emotionally resilient and physically resilient, your body and emotions are strong, that's, that, that's where strength comes from, being emotionally resilient, the ability to bounce back. Physical resilience, the ability to bounce back, that makes you strong in the middle here. And so, you know, emotional and physical resilience gives you strength or strong. Mental and physical resilience keeps you healthy. You can keep bouncing back to your best self. And mental and emotional resilience allows you to find the joy in it and keeps you happy or fulfilled. And so if we take away any of those three, we're kind of screwed. You know, uh, you lose your fulfillment. That means you're healthy and strong, but you're not happy. That sucks. Or you're super happy and super healthy, but you're weak and you can't make it through tough times. That sucks. Or you're super strong and super happy, but you're not healthy. You're going to die early. Also sucks. So we kind of need all three if we were to paint the picture like yeah. this. I hope is this I mean I, I hope this makes sense to the people who are listening. And so to paint yeah, that absolutely. picture and if they're watching it makes even more sense. Right. If we paint that picture, we might say what are the oops, wrong pen. 
what are the three things we might need in order to have a healthy mind? I think we need the ability to clear our mind. I don't know. Have you ever had a time in your life where no matter what goes on, you can't clear your mind? Like literally, it, you're just repetitively going through thought after thought after thought after thought after thought after thought. And no matter how much you try to like, okay, clear the mind, clear the mind. It's like same thought, same thought, same thought, same thought. You're trying to go to sleep. You're like, come on, just go to bed. Just clear the mind. It's like same thought, same thought, same thought. If you ever had that, that will take you out of the game. Of course. That'll put you in a two-day stint at a mental hospital. That'll get you on, uh, you know, if you go to a, psychi a psychiatrist, that'll get you on some medicine real quick. They'll say, oh, my God, you're ADD. Oh, my gosh, you're, you're having some type of manic episode here. They'll, they'll label it all kinds of things. And in reality, all we're saying is, has this person been able to figure out how to clear their mind, how to go from chaos to yeah. clarity? Now, I'm sure you've had lots of guests, but I, I would ask, you know, for everyone listening, what do you do to clear your mind? How quickly can you clear your mind? What do you do? Does it Jared? take you five hours? Does it take you five days? Does it take you five weeks? Or does it take you three breaths? Does it take you three minutes or less? I like things that take three minutes or less. I like things that take three breaths. And so one of my favorite things in the whole wide world when it comes to mental clarity, oh, I lost you. Are you there? Yay, I'm back. <laughs> You're back. We missed you. I mean, me and Facebook, we were just having a chat over here. <laughs> I love okay. it. Okay. I love it. It's so good. where That's were exactly we? To where were we? We were talking oh, about so ways I to clear the mind. Yes. And so, a couple of things. One, and I wanted do you to, take – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I wanted to just basically ask you, so when you clear, clear your mind, you know, how has that evolution, you know, cr been created for anybody that is really looking to, to you know, find tactics to maybe do that on their own, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something that since it's super important to you, if you can share some of those – and anybody that might be listening right now, perhaps that's a, that's a really key fundamental um, foundation that they can start from. Totally. So one, do you take cold showers every morning? I do. Yes. Does it, does it clear your mind? Absolutely. I think that it makes me feel... Um, It, 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 at first it's like, holy shit, holy shit. But yeah. after when you get, you know, used to it, um, you're immediately thinking, yeah, like, you know, I can handle this. And, and you're not really thinking of anything except that cold shower in the, at the beginning of it, but it, it just, yeah, it's definitely something that gives you that initial impact. And all of a sudden you're just totally free. There you go. So there's one way. There's, there's tons of ways to do this, but there's one way you could do it without having to do anything yourself. You don't, it doesn't take a lot of effort. It doesn't take, it's not hard. It, it's not something that, oh my gosh, I have to hike four mountains and find the rainbow temple to then meditate for 21 days and I'll finally find a clear mind. It's like, no, you put your body inside of the shower. You only turn on the cold and you count for three minutes or put on a timer and you don't even have to count. You just stand there. So if, if, if you have the ability to stand in one place for three minutes, now some people might go, listen, I don't even have the ability to stand in one place. If you have the ability to sit in one place, if you could sit down in the shower for three minutes, you have the ability to clear your mind in three minutes or less. Literally, if you were having the worst day of your life, you couldn't clear your mind with beans, go to the shower, sit down, turn on only the cold, and let it just hit you for three minutes. And I guarantee you will have a clear mind in three minutes. Now, for some people... When you have this, when you, have this, when you do this yourself, Jarek, do, you do you come up with ideas or are you in total like just clarity? 
trust me, you can try to come up with ideas. If, if the water is truly cold, I'm talking like Northern Canada cold. I guarantee you're not going to have any good ideas. Guarantee you're not going to be thinking about anything. I also guarantee your brain is going to try to lie to you more than it ever has in your entire life. You're going to be in the shower for 13 seconds and your brain is going to go, yeah, that's totally three minutes. We should, we should go now. And you're like, no, I'm looking at the timer. The timer says 13 seconds. Why is my brain screaming totally three minutes, evacuate the shower? Because it's cold. And your body is going to try to get out of there. Don't let it. This is how you clear your mind. Make your body stay for three minutes and just breathe. Now, breathing, the concept of just breathe is your other way to get to clarity. Most people don't realize this. There's so many techniques. I took a course online that taught, I think, 21 different breathing techniques. And I was like, how many different ways can you actually breathe? I mean, it goes in and it goes out. There might be a hold, but that's three. How the heck did they come up with 21 different options? And then I went through the course and I learned. I was like, wow, there's breathing patterns that causes your brain to focus there's breathing patterns that causes your brain to relax. There's breathing patterns that causes your body to actually raise your heart rate variability and make you more resilient to stress and chaos in the future. We use this with hedge fund managers, pro athletes, people who take on an extraordinary amount of stress in a very specific period of time. Parents need this. Can you recalibrate your nervous system by using your breath every morning and evening so that 10 weeks from now, you can take on something that would have given you a mental breakdown and it doesn't even bug you 10%. It's like, wow, how do you do that? And so with that, the next one I would show you is a breathing technique that can reset your nervous system. If you've ever seen those maps, I'm sure you've seen one, but for people watching, if you've ever seen those maps where you see like the, the leaf veins inside of our nervous system, your, your, your peripheral nervous system, it's like, just le imagine looking at a leaf and seeing all the little veiny networks connected in our body. We have that. And what's interesting is we don't realize that you can get short circuited where it kind of screws up your whole nervous system and it prevents you from getting the calm. It prevents you from having a good night's rest. It prevents you from your mind. It keeps you in a state of chaos because even if you clear your mind, your whole nervous system is wired telling you that something's wrong. So your body keeps flushing your brain with thoughts that are not useful and unhealthy. And it's like, whoa, that's not good. And I, I tracked down a guy who studied the breath for 30 years and he showed me, he said, there's a breathing technique you can use that in three breaths can reset your entire nervous system. I was like, prove it. Have you Come done on. any of Wim Hof stuff? I love Wim. Wim's a co-instructor in one of the courses I built. And so it's not Wim though. His name, you know, you know it's a different gentleman. And when, when I worked with him, he said, watch this. He said, there's three breaths. He goes, and we can do this together. He goes, it looks like this. He said, imagine you're, you're in the hills of Tuscany in Italy and, and you're at a wine vineyard. I don't drink, but I, I get the picture. You're at a wine vineyard and someone pulls out the most fancy aged bottle of wine, the most expensive one there, and they want to share it with you. And part of the, the, the wine experience, you got to slowly inhale it through your nose and like, like okay, I, I get it. I say, can I imagine I'm sniffing a really beautiful rose? He's like, yeah, it's the same thing. I'm like, okay, good. So we have a rose and you're just going to go in really slowly through your nose just real slow, like, and breathe in through your belly, not through your shoulders or chest. So your belly should be going out. If you put your hands on your, your ribs, your hand should be expanding in all directions, not just forward. And so most people, if you breathe in, in all directions, all of a sudden it fills up. And at the very, very top, when you feel completely full, open your mouth and force a little more air in. So it looks like, and then hold 
And when you hold, you want to bear down. You want to squeeze, squeeze your face muscles, squeeze your eye muscles, squeeze your nose muscles, squeeze your shoulders back here, squeeze your face, squeeze your hands, squeeze everything. We're going to squeeze as hard as we can, your toes, your nose, and everything in between. We're going to squeeze as hard as you can for 10 seconds, and then we're going to completely release. When we completely release, you're going to open your mouth and drop your head and collapse your diaphragm like an accordion pushing in. That's squeezing all the air out at once. We're going to do it three times together and watch what happens. So in through your nose, a little more at the top, squeeze. All the way out. <sighs> Claps like an accordion, all the way in. Ready, in through your nose. A little more at the top, <gasps> squeeze. All the way out. <sighs> One more time in through your nose. A little more at the top. <gasps> Squeeze. All the way out. <sighs> How do you feel? In my head, I feel like, like dizzy. Tingling, buzzing. Is your head clear? Oh. I can't think of anything else at all. Yeah. So for most people, it not only clears your brain, but it resets your whole nervous system with it. And so all of a sudden, going back to our, our image, what we were talking about over here, is in order to have a healthy mind to go from chaos to clarity, number one, we need the ability to clear our mind. Number two, we need the ability to at will calm our mind, to calm our mind. Mm -hmm. You know, because we can clear it. And then if right after clearing it, it just goes right back into the buzz. Thought, 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 thought. Then what was it for? We cleared it and then it filled back up with crap almost immediately. So can we clear it? And then while we're performing something, while we're doing something, while we're in that meeting, while we're in the court custody hearing, while we're in the, the legal issues at, at the office, while we're hiring or firing somebody, while we're in the sales process, while we're dealing with something that's incredibly stressful, where we need mental resilience, is there something we could do to maintain calm in our mind so we can maintain it? Now, lots of people, my friend Mark Devine, who's an ex-Navy SEAL, he talks about box breathing. Box breathing is great. If you imagine just a little square, I always show this to people, where if you imagine box breathing, we went up here. I, I, love, this, I love this like um, visual, it's really amazing. Yeah, if you just put four seconds on each side and you breathe in for four seconds through your yeah. nose, you know, hold it for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, and then hold it. If, that, if that's all you did for five minutes, it'll completely calm your mind. If you need focus, mm. it just looks a little different. You know, you put four seconds on this side and you put two seconds on this side. And so if you want calm, it's four seconds in, hold for two, breathe out for four, hold for two and repeat. Now, what's interesting, what if you wanted to train yourself to stay calm instead of all over the place. Now, when yeah. we talk to people like, I don't know, an NFL head coach, I have a friend of mine who teaches people this in New York City. She's, she's a biofeedback specialist. She had a head coach from a big yeah. NFL team come and work with her. And he was like, listen, I can't be standing on the sidelines just calm all the time. Calm. Like, I got to get fired up for my team. I got to be ready. I got to get them going. Bring it in, right? And she goes, yeah. here's the difference. This is the difference right here. If you, this is your, your brain, we're going to draw a stick man brain for a second. So if this is him, give him muscles because he's a football coach. If this is him with big muscles <laughs> over there and his brain looks like this, just filled with chaos, right? That's kind of hard. Right decision. 
Yeah, there you go. Even though he's all jacked up and fired up and his team's fired up and he's fired up, does he have enough mental clarity to be able to see what the right call is to get the job done? Versus if his body is fired up, but his mind is calm, boom. He now has something that you said called vision to see what has to happen. And so the question becomes, in that moment, if we go all the way back, we'll leave him there for a sec. If we come all the way back over here, that way calm, we could write this one's calm right here. And this one's focused. Calm and focused. If we could train him how to stay there, Holy Moses, he's going to start making some really good calls. Now, he can get all fired up, but his brain is going to be crystal clear. I always say, you know, if you imagine looking inside of your mind, this is a fun scale. So if we were to draw a scale real quick and say, how clear and focused is your mind and let's create a scale for people let's say down here we call this a hurricane i don't know about you but if you're the way you describe your mental clarity is a hurricane (laughs) 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 you're gonna be in trouble so so a hurricane yeah. is not what we're aiming for with mental clarity. And we might call this over here in the green. We could call this one a, what would we call it? I mean, we could call this, let's say. What about like absolute or? Clarity. Kind of like if you go hiking in Banff, Canada, how you look into the lake and you yeah. like you can see you can see the fish cruising by the water so clear so you have a hurricane yeah. and then you have absolute clarity and we might throw in you know green but not that green we might throw in right here this part of the scale let's just call this when you wake up and have mental fog And then we might make this one orange and we might say, okay, in this orange space, you might have a thunderstorm. And then we're going to do something crazy. We're going to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And ask people on Facebook right now, how clear and focused is your mind? On a day-to-day basis, in important meetings, when you're at your kid's baseball game, you know, are you sitting in your kid's baseball game with a hurricane in your brain from work, thinking about the meeting that didn't go well and the people that pissed you off and the thing that hurt your feelings and the deal that's on the line, and you can't concentrate on your kid? In a moment when you know every time he's up the bat or she's up the bat, she's looking over her shoulder going, is he watching? Is she watching? Is she here? And you over there with a freaking hurricane in your mind because you can't clear your damn head. Or mm. are you making and love? Has a lot to do with are you making love to your spouse with a thunderstorm in your mind? You can't even be present and experience the moment. That kind of sucks in not a good way. You know, are you about to take a big exam? Are you a student? You're about to take a big exam and you're walking in with brain fog. Or have you set up a daily routine that allows you to get to absolute clarity in your mind every single day? Where are you most days? So what does your routine look like first thing in the morning? Is it, is it what you're sharing with us? Cause like, you know, I, I believe too. And like when, when we talk about routine, I, I believe that, you know, we create a daily rhythm in our belief systems. Like, you know, it becomes part of our circadian rhythm. 
and this clear, yeah. calm and connected, focused mind of presence that you're, you're really, you know, beautifully describing and, and articulating. What is, what is it that, you know, in your daily routine, that is this something that you practice daily or is it once a week or is it, you know, for anybody that's listening, I'd really love for them to take away from that. You know, is this something that they should be doing on, a, on an on, ongoing basis? This is an everyday game, man. Well, let me ask you, how many days a week yeah. do you want to have absolute clarity of the mind? Is it like Mondays and Thursdays, you'd like a clear mind and everything else hurricane please? Like, you know, on the weekend, <laughs> it'd be nice to have a clear mind, but during the week, who gives a crap? Like, let's just see what happens. I mean, people ask this all the time. One of my favorite questions people ask is they, they reach out to me and they say, hey, I need some help with this, but I really want to know how much do you charge? And I'm like, well, what kind of results do you want? Mm. <laughs> do you want mental clarity yeah. every day of your it's life? versus price. <laughs> well, more than that, it's what kind of result do you want? Do you want a profound life-changing experience okay. or do you want me to just tell you what book to read? Do you want to read the book and do it? Or do you want to read the book and know what to do, but never actually do it? I guarantee there's people listening to this that know exactly what they need to go do and they're not following through. That's fascinating that you bring that up. If Eric you about, could get you to follow um, through, it, you think about that. If you could get them to follow through as a coach, what would that be worth to them? A lot more than they think. Hmm. Because if they had mental clarity, if they had absolute mental clarity every day of the week, how would that transform them as a parent, as a business owner, as a lover, as a spouse? What would that do in their life? That's super powerful. And I think that that's the presence that you're discovering in, you know, you're discussing. I think it's important. And uh, I, I talked to you know, I was a friend the other day about breath work and the fact that you're bringing this up right now is so like synchronistic to like just what's going on, you know, around me right now. And I think that that's so, so beautiful because the breath work is so powerful and it does create massive presence. I had this beautiful yoga practice this morning and it was just something that was just so ability to, to calm that bot, calm that mind to get into the body and I think that a lot of the times too is like this physiology, you know, where we discover and we want to discuss is like fired up. You can still have such like pristine, clear and calm mindfulness that's, um, you know, facilitated and passed on to people that, that need us as leaders, right? So this comes down to really creating that conscious connection. Um, and I, I really love that you shared this. One uh, question I'd love to really, you know, you've given this tremendous path of success. And I know that there's one more thing that you wanted to really articulate. I don't know if you have time for that, but you've given us a path to success. Um, but what is one reason why you feel, you know, people might fail immediately? And you talked a little bit about the struggle of execution and they talk about it or they know what they need to do. But is there something else that you can really define there? Sure. So what would cause people to not follow through? The third one was focus. I just wrote it in the other place. So if, if you think about oh, that, okay. number My one, problem. you need the ability to clear your mind. Number two, you need the ability to calm, keep your mind calm. Whoops. And then the, the last piece there, you need the ability to focus. And so th these are the simplest ways of how to get there. Um, you know, there, there's a lot more complex things. There's certain tools we use, there's certain apps we use, there's certain patterns we have that I train people on how to do all this. This is the simplest one where I would say, you know what, if you were going to put one thing in place, do a three minute, this is my version of an icicle, ice cold shower each day. After you do your three minute ice cold shower, so green is for go, you're going to do a three minute ice cold shower. You're going to practice box breathing for 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night. And then you're going to practice focus breathing during meetings throughout the day. If that's all you did, you're going to see some mental clarity. You're going to go from chaos to clarity. You're going to go from a hurricane in your mind to a thunderstorm to fog to absolute clarity. And like you said, how often do you want to maintain it determines how long you're going to do it. If you only want absolute clarity in your mind one day a week, do it one day a week. 
But if you'd like to have a lifetime of absolute mental clarity, you're going to commit to doing the actions every single day. I can show you dozens of other things from, from, you know, there's 21 different breath patterns. I can show you how to get back to calm, focused, clear, active, all these different things. So there's lots more here, but this is the basis. The other part is I didn't show you how to do the mind or the emotions, but you know, it's the resilient mind podcast. So I figured we'll stay on mind. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, I love now, it. So why would many, someone get off track? Let me show you, you real you quick. Some, go ahead. If we created three, I'm going to make these buckets, right? We have three buckets. And to determine how full these buckets are with water, we got to figure out, you know, how full are you in these categories? We have three buckets. And this is zero. This is 10 all the way full. We got to ask the question, what one thing that would cause someone not to follow through is this concept, if they have a, a zero in the concept of I am enough, if they don't feel like they're enough as a human being, if that's like a zero here, they're not going to follow through. If someone doesn't feel like they're enough just being, why in the world would they try to amplify something that already feels like it's not enough? Why in the world would you want to multiply wow. something that already feels bad, unworthy? As if yeah. it's not enough. And so the first piece someone has to do is do the work to fill this bucket and say, what has to happen for me to feel like I am enough? It's a big question. What has to happen? Mm -hmm. What do you got to do? Who do you got to be? What do you got to remember to know that you're enough? Next one. This will cause someone not to play full out. I have enough. We're, there's a really stressful time going on around the world right wow. now where people feel like they don't have enough. Their business got closed down. Their family's out of jobs. How in the world are we going to put food on the table? We don't have enough. If you don't feel like you have enough, how in the world can you spend time trying to elevate to your best self when you don't even have food on the table? Yeah. Now, having enough, when I was a kid, I'll tell you a story. When I was a kid, there was a music video by Biggie Smalls and Puff Daddy called Hypnotize. Mm. I thought it was the coolest video in the world. I mean, these dudes were on yachts, in cars, motorcycles, helicopters, girls. Like, it was so cool as a 15-year-old kid. I was like, that's amazing. If I, could if I could have what they have, that would be more than enough. That would be living. Like, that's really it as a 15-year-old me. I remember fast forward, I went and lived in a village in Uganda, and there's no running water, no electricity, no toilets, and people say something that pissed me off all the time. They go, oh, it's so kind of you to go volunteer in a developing third-world nation. You know, people have so little over there. Now I always look at him and say, can you please describe to me what's missing? Are they healthy? Yeah. Do they have family who cares about them? Do they share love with each other? Do they have access wow. to, to food and water? Some don't, but the ones who do, if they have access to food, water, love, family, and they're healthy, I don't understand what's missing in life. But they have so little. No, they don't. They have an abundance of the most important things. Now, certain things need to be rectified. Certain places don't have water. That's a problem. It needs to be fixed. But the places that do, my goodness, what a beautiful place to live in the world. Absolute yeah, abundance of the of most important things. They could share and, and serve and actually teach us, you know, Westerners, a lot of things, I believe, you know, in, in what it really means to be abundant. That's right. Because I've seen people over here, they're the CEO of an organization. They've got millions of dollars in bank. Their net worth is multimillionaire. They've got a beautiful family. They've got an incredible relationship and they feel like they don't have enough. 
And then I met a girl. I I saw this girl on Instagram a couple years ago and it totally caught my attention. And I don't know if you've ever done that. You're flipping through Instagram and, 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 you know, some person catches your attention. You're like, whoa. There was this girl yeah. that I was flipping through and she caught my attention. It was just, wow. Like, wow, that's interesting. And the picture was her sitting in a hospital gown with a bunch of tubes coming out of every arm and leg inside of her with stitches going straight down the middle of her chest with a tube coming straight out from where her heart was draining her heart of fluid with the biggest smile on her face I've ever seen. And I watched that picture and I went, wow, wow. How is she so damn happy? And I watched and I interviewed her. Her name's Kayla Haber. Her, her handle on Instagram, if you want to follow someone that'll inspire the hell out of you, follow Fight the Number Two Breathe. Kayla Haver. And follow Mr. Fight to Breathe, too, her husband. I interviewed her and her husband yeah. for our podcast. And when I was talking to her, I said, tell me about this moment right here. And her husband chimed in on a different podcast and said, you know, I wish I could tell you that the biggest smile I've ever seen on my wife's face was on our wedding day. But I'd be lying to you. The biggest smile I've ever seen on my wife's face was the day after she had her second double lung surgery, followed by an open heart surgery because her heart was flooding, filling with fluid. They had to drain her heart. She came out of that surgery. She was lying in bed and had the biggest smile on her face I've ever seen. She had a tube down her throat helping her to breathe. She scribbled on a board and with this giant smile on her face, she turned it around and on the board it said, I can breathe. And when we went back to the concept of what does it mean to have enough, by God, if you have a heartbeat or even a pacemaker, and you have the ability to fill your lungs at will, I guarantee you have enough to go live a great life. Because I know people who that's what they fight for every day, and it's more than enough for them to have a great life too. And there's one more. Wow. It really does put us in the perspective that you know, that, that ability to really see what's possible and how important it is to, to really capture and live life fully. Right. You know, it's like be of this world, but not of, you know, of it, like experience life, experience the world. Don't just sit in it and, um, you know, exist. Right. And I feel like that, that story that you just mentioned, really allows a person to really see is like, how are you cultivating the relationships or your experience in life to its massive and fullest potential and being grateful for that, that, that heartbeat, that, that breath. That's right. And so to be enough, I am enough to have enough. I have enough. The final one is how do you, how do you, how to fill your own love tank? I am loved enough. What does that mean for you? Zero to 10. How do you feel when you answer the question, I am loved enough? This is an inside game. Yeah. I always ask people, when's the last time you put your phone in in selfie mode? They all laugh and they're like, I don't know, selfies, yeah. And I'm like, no, but when's the last time you put it in selfie mode and you looked deeply into your own eyes? They say eyes are the windows to the soul. And so if eyes are the window to the soul and you're looking deeply into your own eyes past the physical form of you into the soul of who you are, when's the last time you look deeply into your own soul and for five minutes straight reminded yourself what you love about yourself, what you appreciate about yourself and what you admire about yourself? I don't know many people who have a daily practice of looking into their soul 
looking through the windows of their eyes deep into their own soul and reminding themselves about what they love, appreciate, and admire about who they are as a human being, a spiritual being acting in physical form, spiritual being in a human form. What do you appreciate about yourself? What do you love about yourself? What do you, what do you really acknowledge about yourself? How you show up, who you are, how you treat people, what you value and how you, how you reflect those values in the world around you. Do you take time to tune into that every day and fill this bucket? Because I'll tell you one thing I figured out, when these three buckets are filled, the only thing people want to do is go help others. But when any of these three buckets are empty, life is usually all about them. I'll show you one more little analogy here. Most people, when they start in life, so true and so powerful. Thank you. They start on this thing called their first mountain. Their first mountain is all about consuming. What can I get it from life? What do I want? What are my goals? What are I trying to do? How do I get mine? How do I make my goals come true? How do I, how do I, how do I live my dream life? And what happens is they work and work and work and work and work and they hike. They spend a lot of time hiking this little mountain trying to climb their little mountain, climb, 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 climb. Something inevitably knocks them off of their mountain into, now when I say this, I'm going to say it and then you're going to go, you, uh, Eric, I need you to go dump, dump, dump in the background. So ready? I'm going to say it. You're going to do the the special effects. Here we go. So they get knocked off into the valley of despair. Dum, dum, dum. There you go. Now they got the full effect. So that they get knocked down, down here. This is the, the, the valley of despair. All of a sudden, they have a big void in their life. They feel like, what was all this worth? Who am I? Why am I really here? Somewhere around 30, young men say, I need to find something worthy of investing my life into. And at some point, not everyone evolves, but the ones who evolve, they head over to this thing called their second mountain. Second mountain. This is when you want to be consumed. You want to add something to society that other people want to soak up because it makes their life better. This is on the first mountain, How do I build a company that makes me a million dollars? On the second mountain, how do I build a company that makes everyone we do business with a million dollars? On the first mountain, I want to find the relationship that makes me happy. On the second mountain, how do I help my spouse fall head over heels in love with us and them? How do I make them feel happy, healthy, and fulfilled? How do I pour into their bucket every single day? On the first mountain, why won't these people listen to me? On the second mountain, how can I serve them at the highest level? The other thing that happens when those buckets are full, we tend to aspire for a second mountain. No, I didn't create all this. This is from a lot of research in a lot of different places. But if you look at this, If you talk about having a resilient mind, that might give you a little blueprint right there. Fill those buckets. I am enough. I have enough. I'm loved enough. Find your second mountain, something beyond yourself to work for, and practice daily habits that help you clear your mind, keep it calm, and keep it focused. I think if you did that, you're going to have one hell of a resilient mind. What do you think? Absolutely. Jared, this was, this so was tremendous. This was so much amazing value. So much amazing value that you've, you've given us. And I just want to thank you and acknowledge all that 
um, brilliance that you've, 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 you've put out. If somebody wants to know more about how they can connect with you, how can they, you know, reach out to you or work with you? Where can they reach out? How can they find more? Do you have any um, thing that they can, you know, download or any resources you'd like for them to go check out? Sure. Um, find me on Instagram, just at Jerick Robbins. Go to my website, jerickrobbins.com. Um, you know, find me in those places. Cool. And I'll make sure I leave them in the show notes for anybody that, uh, you know, is wanting driving or, you know, not live or things like this. So last question, brother, cause I know that you've gone over time. Grac- graciously. Thank you. Um, if you had three days to live, what would you do? So when I was living in Uganda, I got told I had six days left to live. It wasn't three, but it was six, which is double what you're asking. Um, I, I sat down and I, I remembered hearing this thing called designing your ideal day. And so I write it about it in my book, Live It, where I sat down and I said, okay, I need to design my absolute ideal day. From the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, what am I going to do? Who am I going to be? How am I going to live? So that I know that if I died six days from now, or in this case, three, that I lived fully, I loved deeply, and, and I did something that mattered with my life, as my friend Brennan says. And, and so in looking at that, um, it, it, you know, for me, it, it was about reaching people that needed it most at the moment they need it with the message they need. It was about finding a way to bring a little light in the people's life. You know, a lot of people want to be the, the, the sunshine in people's day and make them happy. Sometimes you need to be the moonlight in their darkest hour. And there was a lot of people wow. who chose to be the moonlight for me in my darkest hour at that moment. I got prayers from all over the world. I had people texting me. Uh, you know, there was churches supporting me and lifting me up to heal. And it was unbelievable. And, and they were my moonlight in that dark hour. And so I, I've, I've dedicated my life and time to doing something simple, learning what it takes to live the life I want to live, living it fully, and then finding a way to share it with other people. And we do that in three capacities. We do that with, I was just showing you how to be the best you. Uh, we built out models and, 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 you know, clear paths to help people aspire to be the best selves. The fun part that happens when you're your best self is you start forgetting about yourself because you're good and focusing on serving and helping others, which is the amazing evolution of what happens when you're your best self. Um, we have one around relationships, helping people, you know, create the leveling, the lasting love legacy they really desire. What does it take? How do you create that love? Um, you know, that, that passion and then the, the partnership that it takes to get through it over the years. And, the third one we help people do is in their business. How do we help them create more revenue, profit, and free time? So there are certain frameworks we use to help people master, you know, we could say help them avoid a heart attack, divorce, or bankruptcy, or help them, you know, get mastery in all three categories of these lives. So if you want more, reach out to me. We'll show you how to do it. I love it. Thank you again, my friend. And I just want to again acknowledge the brilliance. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you. I really thank you. Did you want to add anything else and any final statements that you wanted to share? I think that is it, sir. I am late for a meeting, so I'm going to go. <laughs> but thank you, thank Great you, thank you. Bro. Yes, of course. Blessings, my friend.